Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along back and better than ever here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed, we are guests on the Goodyear hotline that include David Pollock a little later in this hour. Um, It is very nice to be back, as uh, David will help us preview the national championship game tonight. He always has thoughts on the NFL, and the season comes to an end. we got a ton of news today. I just want to say a very quick thank you to everybody for all the very nice notes that I got. I've been away for two weeks only one of those was planned <laughs> um unfortunately as as i mentioned and most of you probably know i i tested positive for covid in the middle of that first week <clears throat> on my vacation which was a, a bummer i mean just sort of missed out on all of the fun that i would have normally had um but in the scheme of things obviously a very small consideration and then i hated not being here last week it was just awful um to have so much big sports news and everything but my thanks to everyone who sat in this chair and did the radio show and to everyone who did get up and and just sort of took care of business and malika doing the nba stuff it, it's a, a lousy feeling when other people are doing your job for you but the, it just couldn't be helped so um but the two things i wanted to say quickly were first off all the really nice notes that I got on Twitter, thank you. It was very much appreciated. It meant a lot to me as I was sort of sitting there sad and lonely to read a lot of nice notes. So I wanted to express my appreciation. I, I, was, I was sick, but I was never terribly sick. It, it wasn't a cause for any fear or, or anything like that. It was, it was more of a nuisance uh, than anything else. So I was able to sit and read the notes, and it meant a lot to me. And, and I'll say again, as I've said many times, You're a very fortunate person in life. And I I said this to my kids. If in life you were able to choose a career that when you come back from being away, you missed it. You were actually excited about it. Coming back. You're a very lucky person because most people don't have that. Most people have to go back to work because that's what you do to make a living. And I'm in that boat as well. Um, But I genuinely missed it. I was genuinely, Stace will tell you, I was last night, I could not have been more excited watching the football games, making all my little notes and getting set to come in and finally have someone besides her listen to me (laughs) as I talked about these games. So it is very nice to be back. And thank you again to everybody for all of the nice notes that I got. All right, that said, uh, let me catch up on where we are with all of the news this morning. Because there's a bunch of it. So I'll take it in the order in which we got it today. You know that Vic Fangio got fired over the weekend, which created three NFL coaching openings, Jacksonville, the Raiders, and now Denver. We've had three more as of today so far. Um, In the order in which they came, Mike Zimmer and the GM Rick Spielman have been fired in Minnesota. Then Matt Nagy and the GM Ryan Pace have been fired in Chicago. Neither of those came as a surprise. Then the big surprise did come, and that was Brian Flores fired in Miami. That, that was one I don't think a lot of people saw coming, but that change has been made. Shefty was on earlier and told us that we should expect Brian Flores to be a prime player in some of the new openings. And Shefty was also very coy on this show an hour ago, suggesting that we're not done yet. 
that we should be expecting at any point here to hear more names. And it doesn't always come today. But I think there are eyes on Houston, whether that seems fair or not to David Culley. I think there are eyes on New York with the Giants and Joe Judge and the abysmal way in which that ended. We've talked a lot about it here this morning. And perhaps some other places as well. So let's keep an eye out and see what winds up happening. We have six vacancies as we speak. In the meantime, we also have a delightful six playoff games to look forward to. And let's get very early odds on some of these. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. Just going to give you the numbers. And let me bring Bubba into this conversation because we've not had a chance to chat with Hashtag Bubba yet today. The Assemble members of the Hashtag crew. Nuno is here. Bubba's here wearing his Micah Parsons jersey. I like to see that for your beloved Cowboys. And many people may not know this, but but before Bubba began his now somewhat legendary run in radio production, uh, Bubba actually worked in Vegas as an odds maker. Bubba was one of the people who actually worked to establish the lines. And so <clears throat> you understand better than and pretty much anyone, Bubba, right. where these numbers come from. So I'm just going to give you a couple of the spreads. I'm going to run through them all quickly. You tell me if anything jumps out to you as being surprising or outstanding, meaning sure. something you weren't expecting. These are the order in which the games will be played. Raiders at Bengals. Bengals are a six and a half point favorite. The over-under is 48 and a half. Anything there surprise you? No, I'm all right with it. You, you don't think that seems like a lot of points? It's a, it's a little high, but I'm okay with Ray, it. Ray, I would have guessed, if you would ask me to guess the spread, and these were sent to me this morning and a I opened lower. it, I would have guessed a little lower. Yeah. The way the Raiders are playing, I, I mean, I know the Bengals have been good. Six and a half feels like a lot to me. Uh, Patriots at Bills. They obviously split during the regular season. The game in Buffalo was that crazy Monday night game with all the wind and everything. Buffalo, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, 43-and-a-half the over-under. Are you surprised by that number, Bubs? I think it's a little surprised it's four-and-a-half for Buffalo. You would have thought more? I think less. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, is anyone stunned if New England wins that game? So, okay, I like that. I'm interested in that one. Steelers at Chiefs. Kansas City is a 13-point home favorite on Sunday. 46-and-a-half is the over-under. 13-and-a-half, 13 points feel like too much? I think that's about right. Now, the number I see on my screen on TV is 12-and-a-half. These numbers are obviously a moving target. These went up here on my screen a little bit earlier today. One way or another, it's right in that neighborhood, close to two touchdowns. I think that game, if anything, will go up. I think Kansas City will wind up being favored by more than that. Yeah. Now we get to the Sunday games. Eagles at Bucks, Tampa, a nine-point home favorite. 40, the over-under is 49-and-a-half. Does nine feel like a lot to you? It, it kind of does with all the injuries Tampa Bay has. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Eagles are, are, are that great, but I think nine's a little high. Niners at your Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are only a three-point home favorite. <laughs> the over-under is Only 50. three. Only three, Bubba. How do you feel about that? Should be like 13. <laughs> How confident are you? Because absolutely everyone is saying this was the worst draw the Cowboys could possibly yeah, That's what have I like got. to hear. You like it. You feel good about that. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I think, I'm, I think we're going to get the win here. I'm feeling pretty good. I think at some point we're going to lose because of either Mike McCarthy or Greg Zerline. So I think it's going to come down to that. But I'm feeling real confident about the defense. And the offense has picked up a little bit. I still have faith in Dak. But I think McCarthy's going to going to cost us as he continues to cost us with either clock management or just just not knowing what's going on <laughs> and Zerline is a liability left and right with his field goals and extra points and obviously that's going to be a 
a big issue in the playoffs. So I think they're going to win this weekend. I'm feeling good at home. That's going to be good. Um, and, I, yeah, I like everyone saying it's a bad matchup. I like that. But I think at some point one of those two things are going to cost us. That is actually the thinnest spread. That three points is the closest game that we have this weekend because then we get to Monday night and that'll be our game. It'll be on ESPN and ABC and we'll have the Megacast and the Mannings and everything else. Cardinals at Rams. The Rams are a four-point home favorite that has the highest over-under also at 50 and a half, um, which is interesting because both those defenses are pretty good. So that'll be an interesting game. So those are the early numbers that we have on, on the games this weekend. And as the week goes on, we'll obviously have plenty of time to look closely at them. The games that really jump out to me, the Packers on one side and the Titans on the other have the buys. It's always fascinating to me when you get divisional matchups in this round of the playoffs or in any round of the playoffs. Because it means you're playing a team for the third time. And that that always skews the equation to me. So we have two of them this year. Patriots-Bills. Boy, is that a crazy game. How do you figure that? I have no feel for that whatsoever. That's a bad matchup for the Patriots, if only because I don't like Mac Jones and the cold and the wind and everything else. And not that he was any great shakes yesterday in Miami either. I, I, my gut feeling is that Buffalo winds up winning that game, but we'll see. We got some interesting matchups, and then Cardinals Rams. How do you have a feel for that one either? It's a very interesting first weekend of the NFL. The, the season has been so thoroughly unpredictable that it is sort of difficult to get a feel for where it's going to go from here. I'm going to set aside some time for more phone calls as this hour continues. I've got Nuno's notes on the way, and I've got David Pollock on the way. We'll do all that as we continue in this hour. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Coming up next, I will also tell you who was, without question, the biggest loser of this NFL season. That is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, I am Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy David Pollack in just a few minutes on the Goodyear Hotline. Look ahead to tonight's national championship game and a whole lot more. I also want to welcome our friends in San Diego, <clears throat> listening to our newest affiliate, the Mightier 1090. Welcome aboard the Greeny train. All of us here on the hashtag crew. 
welcome you along with us. I told you a few minutes ago, I have a sort of a, a divided choice. Nuno, I'm going to let you as the producer of the show tell me which team slash which player is the biggest loser in the NFL this year. And I, I, don't, I don't mean that as quite as nastily as it sounds, but who lo- lost the most? Who had the most to gain and wound up going in the opposite direction from that? Because to me, it feels like it's a toss-up between Baker Mayfield and the Browns and Carson Wentz and the Colts. I feel like Mayfield has a little more excuse based upon his being hurt all year long and his team being decimated by injury, a little more excuse for his team being on the outside looking in at this point than Carson Wentz does. The flip side of that is Wentz already has his money and Baker Mayfield does not. So those feel to me like the two biggest disappointments, the Colts not being there, the Browns not being there. Who would you say lost out on the most this NFL season? I think the Colts did because everyone was, what was the talk recently? How scared, like they were the scary team that was headed into the playoffs that you didn't want to play. And I do believe at this point in time, like it's them because they still did give up draft capital and you are paying, uh, you know, paying uh, Wentz a lot of money. Oh my goodness. Well, I, th- th- that trade, the trade they make with the Eagles, at least at this moment, is about as lopsided as a trade could possibly be. The Colts and Eagles made a trade that signaled two things, it seemed, at the time. The Colts were going for it. The Eagles were tanking. That was the, the conventional wisdom. The Eagles were as- assembling capital and all that kind of stuff to go off and try and win games into the future. The Colts got Carson Wentz. The Eagles got a first-round pick, which is going to wind up being a top-20 pick, plus a third-round pick, plus $103 million in cap relief. And in the end, the Eagles won five more games than they did a year ago and made the playoffs. The Colts won two fewer games than they did a year ago and missed the playoffs. That right this minute looks like one of the worst trades you could ever imagine. To me, though, the Browns, and look, in part because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the year began, uh, Mayfield got himself hurt at the very beginning of the season trying to make a tackle, which I just am like a broken record. That's just the stupidest thing a quarterback can possibly do. And it wound up costing him and his team their season. And if you just look at that division, by the way, the AFC North, that's the weirdest division ever. If I had told you before the season began, two teams from the AFC North were going to make the playoffs, How much money could I have made on the two teams being the ones that got in? Right, Bubs? If I had told you before the year, two AFC North teams will make the playoffs. Everyone would have said it's going to be Baltimore and Cleveland, right? Literally everyone would have said that. Absolutely. And instead, it's Cincinnati and Pittsburgh who wind up getting in and the other two teams are out. All right, one more thing I want to do before David. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. So, uh, sure. Let's do it. I talk over the back of that thing every single time. Anyway, Nuno provides for me in the Google Doc every Monday his notes on every game, just in case I guess I didn't watch. And I always enjoy some of his takes. And actually, on the game with the Giants yesterday, we have a great one. Nuno wrote, maybe just maybe John Mara realizes his organization is the biggest laughingstock in the league that his father helped build, and he does the right thing and hires someone who cleans house. That's the note. And it comes complete with a stat. Listen to this statistic. 
On third and long in the National Football League this season, there were 302, excuse me, 3,224 plays run on what constitutes third and long. The Giants were the only team that used one on a quarterback sneak. One out of 3,224 such plays. That's the kind of call that the coach is begging to be fired. The coach calls that play and then looks up at the owner's box and says, you're not going to fire me now? I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by a guy who knows he's coaching for his job to make a decision that was that startling and egregious. On Titans-Texans, Nuno's note is, has there ever been a number one seed you had less confidence in? Are you telling me right now that you, Nuno, do not believe the Tennessee Titans are the team to come out of the AFC? I do not because they still have too many questions. They still, like, everyone, it's the caveat, oh, if they get Derrick Henry back and so forth. He's been out eight, nine weeks. So, right. so I, at this point, don't think that they, like, I have no confidence in them. Right now, Vegas likes the Chiefs and the Bills both better than they like Tennessee as far as the odds in that division. Let me go through some of these. There's a note in here on the Bears and firing Matt Nagy, which they've already done. Uh, There's a note here on Jags and Colts. A collapse like this needs to put Frank Reich on the hot seat to begin next year. I actually agree with that. We had a caller earlier today suggesting that Reich should get fired now. Uh, That, to me, would seem crazy. But I do believe that it becomes a make-or-break season next year because you're going to bring back Wentz. You're going to do this thing. You're going to basically just run this thing exactly back a team that should have been in the playoffs. We should be sitting here talking today about how the Colts are the team in the AFC nobody wants to play. And that does fall at least to some degree on the coach. So I agree. I do believe he winds up next year starting the season on the hot seat. And the stat yesterday, Jonathan Taylor rushed 15 times, 15 carries. They averaged 5.1 yards on those plays. Carson Wentz dropped back to pass 38 times. They averaged 4.1 yards on those plays. They did better running the ball with Taylor, and yet they only did it 15 times yesterday. That was a stunning, stunningly coached game and a horrendous loss. Uh, Packers-Lions, I like this note. Aaron Rodgers didn't play the whole game, but he did complete the statistic. Players that appeared on the Manning cast this year went 0-7 the following week. Rodgers' team loses yesterday. If he plays the whole game, they probably win, but the stat is the stat. You go on the Manning cast, and your team winds up losing the following week. And then on Bill's Jets, he writes, hey, at least the Jets' defense looked good most of the game. They actually did, but the Jets' offense was so bad yesterday, so astonishingly bad. They almost had negative offensive yardage net. I believe their total net passing yardage yesterday was five when you subtract all of the sacks. And this was just a lost year. I mean, for the Jets, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them because they're not worthy of it. But this was a lost season for the Jets. The general manager did a terrible job. The coaches are in completely over their heads. And the young quarterback they're building everything around certainly didn't develop. This was a lost year for him. So for the Jets... They're starting over, as far as I'm concerned. There's, there's nothing there. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon it. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Greeny. We come to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Huge day in the world of sports as we come off of all the NFL action of yesterday and we have all the firings that are going on already today with the expectation there will be more and of course it all culminates tonight in the college football national championship game we have all the different ways that you can enjoy the game tonight the mega cast ESPN2 ESPNU ESPN News the ESPN app the game will be right here on ESPN radio the game will be on ESPN television and in the center of it all as always is the one, the only, David Pollack, who jumps in here with me for a couple of minutes. Hello, David Pollack. Greeny, you fully recovered, my man? I'm, I'm doing all right, my man, and, and I appreciate the nice notes that you sent me while I was out, and I'm here, and I'm excited to be back for this tonight. And, and it's a crazy busy time. I want to get your thoughts on a variety of things. But let's start with this. We just saw these two teams play each other a month ago, and it was a pretty one-sided affair. Alabama needed that game much more than Georgia did. Why should people think tonight will be different? Why is Georgia a better team than they showed us when these two teams met four weeks ago? I think the motivation is is more balanced now, and I think people are like, wait a minute, Georgia didn't want to beat Alabama, who's beaten them a bunch? I'm like, yeah, but think about it, Grady. Alabama was backed into a corner, and they were playing for a, a national title. They were backed into a corner, and if they lost, they were out. Georgia was sitting in the middle of the room with food to their left, to their right, like – kind of like your palatial estate greeny over the last couple of weeks, just mm. people bringing them food and you're like just <laughs> sitting there like, Hey, we're number one. We're the best. Like we're, we're the King. And um, I just think that that, that matters. You know, when you've had this, you know, AP top five rematches in, in, in uh, national championship games, it, it's four and oh for the team that lost the first time. So I think that the motivation factor evens out the Mitchie injury, obviously, you know, makes a big deal for Alabama too. But I just think more the motivation and um, just the passion and, 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 and urgency. So, so here's what I feel the conventional wisdom is. The conventional wisdom is Georgia's a better team. Bama has the, the Heisman-winning quarterback and the legendary coach. Is that a, for, for fans who don't watch a lot of college football all year long and are getting set to watch the game tonight, is that the right way to frame the game? Well, here's the thing. When Georgia, when, when Georgia has the ball, Alabama has the best player. It's Will Anderson. When Alabama has the ball, Alabama has the best player with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. So, to me, you know, it boils down to a couple of things. If Alabama's stars, Jamison Williams, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, play like stars, 
um, they're going to win the game. You know, if, if Georgia allows them those upper tier players that are the best in the game to beat them, I think they're going to they're going to lose. The coaching battle is the coaching battle. Nick Saban's the best to ever do it. Like there's not even a there's not even a like a slash or a dash or a or, or an asterisk. Like we we understand that we've already given him that title and he deserves it for what he's been able to accomplish. So I think Georgia has to win this as a team, offensively, defensively. Not you can't just rely on the quarterback. You just can't rely on Brock Bowers. Like you're, you're going to literally have to have everybody coming together playing a really good game in their defense. Let's be honest. Their defense has to show that they were as good as they were during the regular season, and that was a fluke in the SEC championship because they got the doors beat off of them, and that was embarrassing. That's right. Georgia had people were talking about one of the best defenses of all time, and then Bama went crazy against them. They do lose John Mechie, the star wide receiver, and that does feel like a big deal. Greeny and David Pollock, let me quickly ask you about something sort of different. Um, and that is the Jim Harbaugh of it all. With, with all the NFL coaching vacancies coming open today and when the Bears firing was announced today on Get Up, immediately the guys that I was sitting with, Rex and RC and Dan Orlovsky, immediately jumped to Jim Harbaugh, who was once upon a time was the Bears quarterback. Do you see it? Do you think that Harbaugh makes the jump from college to the pros this year? I do. I think he's, I think he's gone. I think when you, when you look at Jim Harbaugh's reign at Michigan – I think if he leaves now, he can go out on top. He mm-hmm. can go out with a playoff berth. Greeny, I think he also realized it's not as easy as he thought. This isn't the old days. With, like, Ohio State is clearly more talented, and he's not closing the gap. Like, they beat him this year. Yes, absolutely beat him. But they're not closing the gap. And when he got on the field with Georgia, he's probably sitting there going, holy cow, like, their, their butt-to-leg to ratio is a lot better than ours. <laughs> like, it's amazing when you're on the field, you're like, holy cow, the difference is – is really startling. So I think it's a good time because he put Michigan back in a really good place. Um, I think he can go back to the NFL, be Jim Harbaugh, maybe hire Vic Fangio as his D.C. and and go and and away they go. That's an interesting one. And I wonder if Chicago would be the place. A lot of it is going to be your your feelings on the Chicago opening are going to come down to Justin Fields, right? You're either going to say, yes, I'm going to make him a superstar, or no, I'm not. I could see Miami, too. I Mm -hmm. I could see – I could see that being a, a, a solid place, you know. Um, but I, I think, you know, Chicago obviously, you know, spending time there. He's, I think Chicago, Justin Fields, you know, you've seen him up close and personal on the other side. Might be nice to coach him, huh? Yeah, and the Miami of it all is interesting to me because Stephen Ross, who's the owner there, who is a Michigan graduate, came out today and said, I'm not going to be the one who takes Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. That said... If he's going to leave, Steve, <laughs> then, then it might, if, you know, it's one thing to say, I want him to stay at Michigan, all well and good. But if he's going to leave anyway and you want him to be your coach, which he did a decade ago, we all remember what happened when yep. he's sending planes and everything else. So I thought that one made sense to me as well. But the owner seems to have basically closed the door on it. Uh, for now. We'll see if that door. We'll see if that door doesn't get creaked back open again. All right. What else jumped out to you? For those of you who don't know David, who's just terrific with us on Get Up Every Day, um, who has or, or whenever we are lucky enough to have you on, always have incredibly strong NFL takes. What was your big picture take from yesterday? Just as you sat back and watched all the games, and now we have the playoff matchup set and everything else. What are the most important things jumping around in your mind today? Well, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I had to eat some crow because I thought the Steelers were done. Yeah. I mean, and, and they just continued to find ways. I mean, how about that crap? Like, not playing great offense. Your defense was suspect against the run for a long time. But, shoot, what, you know what? It just it teaches you, why do you doubt Mike Tomlin? Why do you doubt a great coach, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm interested to see the Patriots make their run, that, that, uh, see what they can do in the playoffs. The, the NFC finishing 
it felt it finished pretty good for Tampa Bay. I feel like them getting the number two seed and having to stay out of uh, Lambeau Field, but they mm-hmm. get the Eagles and the Cowboys. By the way, we talk about the Cowboys at nauseum, right? We always do, and they get San Francisco Week One, who's probably built more suited to to punch them in the mouth than anybody else, and to, to exploit the weaknesses of of, uh, of Dallas's defense. Dallas's defense is ridiculous at rushing the passer. Um, so good at it, but if you're going to run on them, it's, you know, they've shown some cracks. And San Francisco making the playoffs. I mean, they had to have been Dallas fans had to have been going, golly, seriously. That that pretty much is everyone's feeling is that was the worst matchup the Cowboys could possibly have gotten. All right, and so give me give me one more thing to watch for tonight. Tonight's national championship game, Alabama Georgia, the rematch between these two teams and the legendary coach on one side and his former assistant Kirby Smart on the other. Give me something to watch for early in this game, David. That will tell us one way or the other. Give me something that you'll see early in the game that will tell you. Alabama's got the big edge or Georgia does? I think um, Bama, when they have the ball offensively, Bryce Young has to be the guy. He has to be the Heisman Trophy winner. Can Alabama spread out Georgia and throw the football and dink and dunk and make big plays? Like, what does that offense look like? Do they go tempo um, and try to wear Georgia out like they did, you know, in the SEC championship game? And, And here's the thing. Bryce Young has to go out and win it. Does he play great? He played his best game against Georgia. If you watched him in other games, including the other semifinal, he wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. He has to be that guy. On the other side, you don't want Stetson Bennett to be that guy. Does his feet become a big deal in this game? I think they will. They were in the Orange Bowl. Him running the football, I think, will be a big deal. Um, But can Georgia have balance? Can they find Bowers? Can they find Cook? Does that offense not rely heavily on Stetson, and can Bryce Young carry the load because he's going to have to carry the load. Yeah, but Bryce Young, I said after that game, played one of the best big games I've ever seen a college quarterback play in my life against a defense that generally averaged giving up seven points per game. We'll see if he can do it tonight. We'll certainly be watching. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. Have a great game tonight. All right, no problem, Greeny. Have a good one, bud. All right, we're looking forward to it tonight. Our college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. From home buying to refinancing, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit them at ccm.com. And and I promised I would set aside extra time for phone calls today. Let's do it now. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Let's get some more hot takes in here because the NFL season comes to an end yesterday. Some fans are feeling good. Most are not we got all the coaching changes already coming in. Let's get some calls in before we have to run for the day. Bubba, who's first up? Let's start with Robert. Robert, you're on ESPN Radio. Robert, give me a hot take. Welcome back, Greeny. Thank I'm you. a longtime Giants fan who feels like we've gone from being a bad team to a horribly run organization. I feel amateurish and incompetent is the wor- are the words to describe it. When I consider the decisions that are coming out of the draft room, Additions in free agency, offensive scheme, and a lack of defensive philosophy. It just appears, appears like a uh, rudderless speedboat racing out of control without direction. I think that's right. Listen, Robert, I can't argue with anything you said, and I feel like almost any commentary about the New York Giants begins with the obligatory sentence, I have great respect for John Mara. And generally speaking, I think that's accurate. I think people like him and have respect for him a person who has led his entire life in the NFL with great integrity. That said, they've made a mess of this franchise. There's, there's no way to sugarcoat that. They're an embarrassment. They're a laughing stock. And I don't know how he will look in the face of his fans, the owner I'm talking about, and say, I'm bringing this coach back. I really don't. That, that was, yesterday felt like the cherry on the Sunday of, of the resume that has to get you making a change. 
So it might take a little time. They're going to let the GM retire with some dignity, which I'm all for. That's fine. That's a there's nothing nothing about that move that has any statement about the job he did or didn't do. So that's fine. But the idea that you're going to let the next person come in and decide about the coach means this is going to last a little time. So we will see. I I would not be at all surprised if they make a change because I can't remember a time that any team performed quite as embarrassingly and their coach did the same over the last month of a season as Judge and the Giants have here. Screening on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, next we have Dylan. Dylan, you're on here. What, what's, uh, give me a hot take, Dylan. Go. So I think that the Ravens have been the most disappointing team this season, despite circumstances. See, I, I'm going right, to yeah, um, go ahead. So they were 6-2 and two at one point this season, yep. um, and they got obliterated by the Bengals early this season. The only thing they've accomplished is beating the Chiefs, and every team's had injuries. I saw a stat this morning that said the Titans had just as many players start as the Ravens did this season. They finished number one overall, Yeah, and the Ravens are out of the playoffs. Look, that's fair. I, I feel like the Ravens have been given the benefit of the doubt for a variety of reasons. I think their coach has earned the benefit of the doubt. I think the organization has earned the benefit of the doubt. They were decimated by injury before the season even began. I mean, what number running back are they on at this point? And they played without Lamar the last few weeks of the season and everything else. So I hear you. I hear your frustration, obviously, relative to the overall expectations. They've been a huge disappointment. But at least I, one person's opinion, I'm willing to give that coach and that franchise the benefit of the doubt. Let them come back healthy next year with Lamar and see what they can do. I still think they will be a team that you'll be looking at as a playoff team and maybe a championship contender. Screening on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next, we have Donovan. Donovan, you're on with us here. Donovan, give me a hot take. The Raiders will go on a Super Bowl run. I'm going to make this quick. Shout out to my defense for, for progressing all year. Shout out to my offense. But still making plays, and shout out to the coach of the year candidate, Rich Bisaccio, first year interim head coach, and, and dealing with this mess and get us to the playoffs. Greeny, we on this, we going on the Super Bowl run, man. And shout out Aaron Rodgers for texting Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers know about Derek Carr, man. Josh Jacobs, what up, man? Green, we here, man. Just win, baby. <laughs> That's a good call. Look, I I will give them a lot of credit. Give Carr and Bisaccio a lot of credit. I don't know what you would ha- what word is the appropriate one to describe the things that happened within that franchise this year. Football teams, football people like to use the word distraction. That's not nearly strong enough or the right word to describe what happened with John Gruden, and it's certainly not the right word to use to describe what happened with Henry Ruggs. That was a a tragedy of unimaginable proportion, of which the least important consequence is that the football team lost one of its best players. That said... To have overcome those circumstances in both cases and to have sort of kept the thing afloat and for them to win all these close games, it does show you a a level of leadership. And give that credit to Derek Carr because the questions about Carr for a long time, I feel, have been about exactly that, about the toughness, about the guts, about the the leadership. So let's give him the credit that if, if almost any other quarterback in the NFL had accomplished What he's done over the last month, they won their last four games by a combined total of 12 points. He has done it. So I think he deserves a lot of credit and they deserve a lot of credit. That's a, to me, that's a toss up game. 
What did I say the spread was on that game in Cincinnati? To me, that's a that game. I could see that game going either way. The number is <coughs> Bengals six and a half. That feels like a lot. I, I didn't mean toss up literally that I thought it would be a pick em game, but I could see that game going either way. The Raiders are playing tough. They're on a little bit of a roll. Cincinnati has no playoff experience at all. Burrow's got onions, obviously, and played in big games in college. I think that's a very interesting game, and I like that call. I like that take on the Raiders. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next we have Kelby. All right, Kobe, give me a hot take. Kelby. Kelby, give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Um, I think the Cowboys will roll through the Niners, and it's because of a couple reasons. we got speed on the defense, and Jimmy Garoppolo turns the ball over it. What better have the Cowboys done recently than take the ball away? Bubba, I had a little hard time understanding what he said. Translate for me his take on the Cowboys and Niners there. Yeah, he, he, he said the Cowboys are going to win because the Cowboys' defense, and he expects uh, Garoppolo to turn the ball over. Well, that's the thing. He, here's that game. Oh, let's, let's make that the call. Thank you very much, everybody, for the calls today. Outstanding, and it helped me out a little bit as well with extra calls because the voice is still sort of coming back from last week. But here's how I see that game for you, Bubba. The Cowboys need to turn it into a game where their strength is a strength, which is to say the Cowboys' pass defense, their pass rush, and the opportunistic Trayvon Diggs and company are the strength of their defense. Getting the ball run down their throat would not only, obviously, is bad for any team. It's, it's not great football analysis to say that you don't want the ball run down your throat, but it is particularly, I think, damaging to a team like that that wants to play from the lead. They're like one of those teams that is built to play from in front. And then you do force the Niners into what I think is their weakness, which is Garoppolo's propensity to turn the ball over in a big spot. So you just can't let them play the game they want to play. I I think if the Cowboys can get this to a game, and I think a lot of that is going to be on Dak, they need this to turn into something approaching a shootout. Because in a shootout, I think the Cowboys win. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think defensively, they really just need to make sure they're forcing their turnovers. You know, Trayvon Diggs and all those guys in the defensive backs, they're essentially ball hawks at this point, and they need to make sure. Hopefully we get something from Garoppolo with a ball hawk interception um, because, yeah, we can't allow them to be running the ball down and running down our throats and, and kill us on that side. I agree. This is a huge game for Dak. He's starting at home. He's got pretty much all of his weapons there, so there's really not much of an excuse for him on that side. So I think... You know, I, I think it's a big game for Dak, and I, I think signs are there that he should he should win this, I would think. They also have an extra day, for whatever that's worth. They played Saturday. The 49ers played on Sunday. They played a late afternoon game on Sunday. So we'll see where it goes. On we go to the postseason. Tom Brady and his team will be playing on Sunday. And I want to mention again, Tom Brady and the uh, podcast Man in the Arena from ESPN Plus and Religion of Sports. It's a companion piece to Gotham's ESPN Plus docuseries. It's a 10-part podcast which examines the improbable ripple effects of Brady's career. The podcast is brought to you by State Farm and ZipRecruiter and Rocket Mortgage. You can listen and follow Man in the Arena now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and stream the docuseries on ESPN+. All right, fascinating day. Again, several moves have been made in Chicago, in Minnesota, and the surprising one in Miami. Will there be more to come? Stick around here for all the very latest, and I'll see you back in Better Than Ever same time tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.